Today's episode contains some material and language that might not be suitable for everyone. Discretion is advised. Welcome to the Plum Forest Podcast, where we give you modernized versions of classical Chinese fables and short stories. You know what I'm about to say, but make sure that you hit that like, subscribe, and follow button. Or if you're feeling in a good mood, write me a comment because it lets me know that you're listening, and I like that. I hope all of our listeners are doing well and are enjoying the end of summer. It is super hot where I am, and I hope everyone else is able to stay cool in this weather. But what's a better way to stay cool than to listen to our podcast? Maybe you got a nice cold beverage and you're relaxing with your headphones in, or maybe you're sitting in your AC and have this on your speakers. Either way, we're so happy to have you listening to today's episode, and it is a great one too. Today's story actually takes place in Ireland, so the two main voice actors for this story are Irish and they got to use their natural accents, which I think made for a great addition to this story. The original of this story also comes from Pu Songling's collection called Strange Tales from a Chinese Studio, just like so many of our other stories. It's a good collection, check it out. Foxes are in so many of these stories that it's worth noting how foxes are perceived in classical Chinese stories. And not just Chinese, all around the world foxes are perceived in a very interesting light. In Chinese culture and literature, foxes are portrayed as powerful spirits that are known for their highly mischievous and cunning nature, and they often take on the form of female humans to seduce men. So foxes are the things that lure these men in and then they get them pretty fuck, but it makes for great stories. And unfortunately, this story isn't about that seductive nature of foxes, but it really goes into the cunningness and also silliness of foxes. Well, without any further ado, let's get into today's story, The Joking Fox. On the small island of Ireland, there are many people that call this lovely place home. Have you ever been? It's not all just Guinness and Blarney Stones, it's actually a really, really wonderful place. And an even more wonderful place is the city of Drogheda, even though it's spelled Drogheda, but it's pronounced Drogheda. Most people have never heard of this city, but it really is an interesting place. It's one of those hidden gems, you could say. This city can be found just about an hour north of a drive from Dublin along the coast, and it's considered to be one of the oldest cities in all of Ireland. Pretty fancy, huh? In this beautiful, wonderful city, there was a nice older feller by the name of Seamus who owned quite a few properties all around the city, and he spent most of his days just taking care of the properties. On one of those famous rainy spring days in Ireland, Seamus got a notice that one of his tenants would be moving out soon. The tenant filled all the correct paperwork and Seamus knew that this was just another day at the office because this was his job and people move quite often, you know. But this case was a little different though. The apartment that was going to be open soon was the one just across the street from where he lived. And this house had some special meaning for Seamus as it was the property that his late wife had given him for a 28th birthday. And damn, who could afford a house as a gift for a 28th birthday? Hot damn. 
So this property was on the top of his list to get filled. Seamus then continued to post on all the websites and do all that fun and intriguing landlord crap, and the applications for this place started coming in faster than he could have expected. As he was sifting through the huge pile of applications, one seemed to catch his attention more than the others. This applicant's name was Connor, and he had the funds, he had the job, he even had the credit check to back all of this up. He was the ideal applicant for this newly vacant apartment. So, Seamus decided to give him a quick call and arrange a meeting for the two of them, and so Seamus could see what kind of person this man really was. And also to see if this guy was actually real, like, you know, it's almost too good to be true. The two decided to meet up for a quick cup of coffee near the vacant apartment where they met for the first time. The next day, Seamus headed to the coffee shop and he ordered a cup of coffee. He sat down in a chair and began reading the local newspaper. Hi there. Are you Seamus by any chance? Yeah, and I take it you're Connor. Aye, that's me. It's nice to finally meet you. Yeah, you too. Um, from your application, I expected someone a little younger, but this doesn't seem to hinder anything at all. Well, I'm glad I wasn't going to have to sue for age discrimination there. Connor joked with a smile, and Seamus already liked the cut of this guy's jib. Right, well, let me get a drink here and we can sit down and have a chat. Connor headed over to the barista and ordered a cup of coffee and returned to sit across from Seamus. So how's your tenant hunting going? Oh yeah, yeah, it's always a struggle, but um, from your application, I think I may have found my guy. Brilliant. Would you accept rent for an entire year? Oh man, are you a drug dealer? Ha, no, unfortunately I'm not. I work in tech. Oh, the tech industry. Well, that's pretty much the same thing as drug dealing, really, but um, it's on a more legal basis, isn't it? But that's perfect. That's good to hear. And the ad said it was a one-bedroom apartment for 900 euros. You flexible on that, or can I get you to move a wee bit? It's 900 euros per month, plus two months for security. Rubbish is included, but electricity, water, and anything else is up to you to pay. Oh, that sounds pretty good deal for this place. I think I'll take it. The two then shook hands and agreed, and they continued to chat for a while where they got to know a little bit better. And Seamus was really starting to grow fond of this fellow and couldn't be more excited for his new tenant to move in. The two each went their own separate ways and ended with a handshake to confirm the deal before Seamus could get any of the paperwork in order. Over the next few days, Seamus would call Connor to try and arrange a time to sign the lease, but every time he would call, it would ring a few times and then go straight to voicemail. Unfortunately, the number you dialed cannot be reached. Please try again. Seamus needed this apartment filled, so after a week of playing phone tag, he realized that it was too good to be true, and he reposted all the ads for a vacant apartment. A few more days went by and the applications for this place kept coming in and Seamus decided to move on from his dream tenant of Connor. The next morning, Seamus' phone rang. Hey Seamus, it's Connor. What about you? Oh, hello Connor. I haven't heard from you in a while. Um, what can I do for you? I saw you still had the ad for my apartment up. Um, I thought we had a deal there. Well, we did have a deal, but you wouldn't return my calls, so I had to find someone new to replace you. Replace me? Ah, yeah, shite. I was going on 
business over the last few days. I didn't see all your calls until this morning. Are you sure we can't work something out there? Well, I haven't made up my mind yet, so what are you thinking? Tell you what, what if I give you one year's rent, all the deposits, any other fees you might need. Um, I'll even throw in some sweets, maybe a few cans of the black stuff. Can we meet this afternoon, same coffee shop? A year? Jesus, you weren't joking about that when we met before. I am dead serious. I need a place. My lease is coming up soon. All right, well, if you can do all this by this afternoon, it's all yours. Perfect. Let's meet at 1pm at that same coffee shop. Sound good? Sounds good. See you then. Seamus hung up the phone and began working on the lease to give it to Connor later that afternoon. When that afternoon finally rolled around, Connor and Seamus met at the coffee shop where they signed the lease and Seamus handed the keys over to Connor. Just as they were finishing up, Connor opened his mouth to say something. So here's the deal. I gave you rent and deposit for the entire year and it's in my name. That is correct. Right, well, the apartment may seem empty during this year, but don't worry about that. You've got your rent and you've got the keys. That's all you need to worry about. I'll make sure it's well kept but you can't ask any questions about it being empty, all right? Wait, what the fuck are you talking about? Look, the place is rented out and it'll look empty, but just don't ask any questions about it being empty, okay? All right, I suppose, um, are you sure you're not a drug dealer? Ha, I'm not a drug dealer, but I'm just a special person. Just don't you worry about it, and if you ever want to get a drink, give me a buzz. I bet you know the best pubs in this place. Well, of course I know the pubs in this area. Brilliant. Do you want to get a quick drink here at one of these locals? Well, it's 2pm now, so yeah, I suppose I could grab a quick pint, would you? Brilliant. Lead the way. The two left the coffee shop and headed to a nearby pub where they both ordered a pint and talked as if they had known each other for years. Seamus liked Connor, and he had a great feeling in his gut about him. There was something about his demeanor that gave Seamus a good gut feeling about him, so he trusted him. You know those feelings when you meet people. After one pint turned into two, and then into three, and then into so on, Seamus finally decided he needed to head home to make some dinner. So when do you reckon you'll be moving in? Next Tuesday work for you. Yep, that's perfect. Tuesday suits. I'll see you then. It's time for me to go home now and grab something to eat. I'll see you Tuesday. Seamus headed home, and from what he could see, Connor stayed at the pub for quite some time. As Tuesday rolled around, Seamus headed to the apartment and knocked on the door to see if Connor was home. But he was nowhere to be found. Well, shite, what am I going to do? His name is on the lease and he has the key, so maybe something came up. I'll come by tomorrow and see if he's here. And like always, tomorrow came and Seamus knocked on the door once again. There was no answer. For feck's sake, where's he gone? Seamus left and returned every day after that. He would knock on the door, but every day no one answered, and Connor wouldn't pick up his phone either. I mean, what could Seamus do? He had the deposit. Connor had the keys. Maybe something had come up between them. All Seamus could do is come by each day and check to see if he was there. That following Sunday when he knocked on the door, Connor opened the door to see Grumpy Seamus. Hey Seamus, how are you doing? I thought you said you were moving in on Tuesday. 
Oh, I'm really sorry, man. Something came up with work. It's been a complete clusterfuck and I've been swamped. I'm gonna move in now, though. Seamus could see through the crack in the door that he only had a couch and a small stereo playing in the living room. Do you want to come in and have a drink? Just got my stereo set up. It's brilliant. Connor asked in a very polite manner. I can't right now, but I live across the street, so you can come over if you have any questions. Well, let's have dinner. I feel so shitty about the whole move-in date issue, and it's the least I can do. Tonight? I don't think I have any plans. Do you even have a table for us to eat at? Well, no, I don't have a table here, but how about I go by the shop and pick up some takeout? We can eat at yours. You alright with that? Ah, that'd be lovely. Come over any time after five, and I'll grab some drinks. The two parted ways and Seamus headed back to his home. He wasn't quite sure what to expect, but he had a good gut feeling about Connor, so dinner would be great. That night, Connor came over around 6.30, and the two enjoyed a meal and drinks together, where it was as if they had been great friends for quite some time again. They had a few drinks when Seamus's curiosity started to get the best of him. So, Connor, where are you originally from? Drogheda? I'm actually from this area, just west of here. Kind of on the way to Newgrange, if you know that. Ah, oh, good old Newgrange. That's the only place people know of when they hear of Drogheda. Oh, I know. It's all anyone knows. So that's why I usually say it as a good point of reference. That's probably a good idea. And do you like Drogheda? Ah, it's great here. There's always something going on. People are decent and it's pretty peaceful. God knows how long that's going to last for, though. What do you mean? Do you know when you have one of those feelings that something's going to happen, but you're not sure what? I've one of those in my stomach right now, but maybe it's just all the beer and fried food. The two laughed and continued their meal until the wee hours of the morning, where at this point, they had had quite a few pints, and that's an understatement. Connor decided to run home and grab a bottle of Jameson 18-year he received from a friend a few weeks before. Connor quickly returned with this bottle in hand, and the two began drinking this great Irish whiskey together. Man, that is so good, and so smooth. Where did you get this? An old friend of mine gave it to me. It's really good stuff. Well, Seamus, I like your style. You seem like a good lad. Can I tell you something? You're pregnant. Congratulations. Ha, no, something more serious. I need to let you know that all these weird happenings because I'm actually a fox spirit in human form. This is why I'm always gone and never pick up the phone. What is in this whiskey? Are you drugging me? I knew it. You are a drug dealer. <laughs> of course not. Connor replied while trying to hold back laughter. Oh man, I'm dead serious. I just tell people I'm in tech, but it's a front. I'm actually a fox spirit. Want me to show you? Oh, please don't expose yourself in front of me. We've only just met and you've only just given me one drink. Connor laughed again. You ready? Connor stood up from the table and moved a few pieces of furniture around to give him some space. As Connor stood there silently in the middle of his floor, a whirlwind around him began bustling around his body and in the blink of an eye... Connor turned into a decently sized red fox. Holy... Shite. Connor, are you fucking with me? Connor was now a fox and began staring at Seamus when the whirlwind picked back up. And now Connor was back to his original human form. Ah, oh, that always makes my knees ache when I do that. But I told you, didn't I? You're back. Wait, what just happened? 
I can change from a fox to human as I please, but with my old age, it's always getting more and more difficult, so I usually change and then stay for a few weeks and then change back. This is amazing. Let's go to the pub and show them your new trick. Can you hear and understand me when I talk to you while you are a fox? Of course, Gam, what are you on about? I can do anything in either form, but most of the time people don't like when you bring home rats and mice in your mouth. Connor joked. Okay, well, let's go to the pub, and I want to mess with that American bartender over there. Come on, let's go. Ah, oh, mate, not tonight. Can we go tomorrow? These are kill me, and I just want to finish this drink here. Alright, tomorrow let's go mess with Stan. I'd love to see his face when he sees a fox in his bar. The two continued their drinks, and after some time, Seamus needed to call it a night. So he said the age-old saying of, You don't have to go home, but you gotta get the fuck up out of my house. You know, that's a good saying. The next morning, Connor and Seamus strolled down to the pub just as they were opening up and sat down to get a quick pint together. The bartender, Stan, came over to greet the two of them. Ah, Seamus, good to see ya. Seamus' friend, nice to meet you too. What can I get you both? A pint for me. A harp for me. Really, a harp? Didn't picture you for a harp man. Yeah, me neither. Sometimes I just feel like a wee change, you know what I mean? Alright, let me get those for you. Stan handed them their drinks and then went back to the opening duties of his pub. Seamus looked over to Connor and asked him, So, how do we want to mess with Stan? I don't know if I can do this. This is my first time meeting him and I do not like that Stan guy. What do you mean? He's American, but he's not that bad. He can be an arsehole like everyone else, but he's a good fella. Nah, I know him from before, like in a previous life we met and- In a previous life? Are you still drunk? No, I'm a fucking fox bird. How old do you think I am? I don't know, maybe 55, 60? (laughs) Oh, are you trying to hit me? I'm actually 218 years old. Well, wow. I was off, but that's a whole other story we can talk about later. Uh, what's up with Stan? When we walked in, I noticed the smell, and then I saw Stan, and I knew who he was. In previous life, he was a mule, and he was a real piece of shit, and treated people and animals horribly. I'll never forget that smell or spirit. So we don't get to mess with him? I can't, Seamus. Nah, not today. You know I love to mess with people and have a good time. This is just too much. He's a real piece of shite, that one, and I don't want to be associated with him at all. Alright, well, let's finish our drinks, and we can head home. Okay, Shanta. Slauncher! The two cheers and chatted it up for a while while they finished their drinks. After they finished their drinks, the two of them headed back home. This friendship between Connor and Seamus went on for years, and the two of them became actually quite good friends, you know, because of his good gut feeling. Both of them would often play jokes on others, but after some time, Connor had to move on to a new place. Seamus had to accept this, and on the day that Connor was going to move out, he went to see Connor and ask him a quick question. Hey Connor, I was thinking, now that you're leaving and all, is there any way we can stay in touch? Well, I've got an idea for how we can stay in touch. Whenever it's a full or new moon, look up the moon and yell, Connor has the hugest dick in the world, and blow raspberries to the moon and I'll hear it, and I'll come and see you, alright? Yeah, Connor has the hugest dick in the world and to blow raspberries at the moon. Is there any other way, because that's really strange. Oh, well, no shit. I just wanted to see if it actually do it, you idiot. Here's my email. Connor handed him a business card with his email and a picture of a fox. 
and the two of them each went their own separate ways. That was a great story. I love how the fox was actually just a cool dude, and I think the Irish voices made it that much funnier. But you can really see how the Chinese culture shed a light on foxes, and how they are constantly deceiving and tricking people, especially men, but not in this case. Well, kind of in this case, but you know what I mean. Don't worry though, I'm going to be including more of these fox stories in the later episodes. Maybe even some dirtier ones later, but I'll have to work on that. We'll see. I also really loved writing this story because the fox is just so nonchalant about it and fucks with people which makes it that much sillier. And if I was a fox like this, I would mess with people all the time and just have a blast messing around with people and… Well, I can almost guarantee that you have some sort of questions about this strange episode, so be sure to head out to our subreddit and get the answer for it. The voices were done by three amazing people today. Ben from the podcast, Drinks with Josh, was the voice of the bartender. And if you remember that little boy in the story a few weeks back? You say fish food, I say cat poop. This is the other half of that podcast. Hilarious stuff and everyone I know should listen to their podcast. Real funny. Paul Walsh did the voice of Seamus and he did a fantastic job with that voice. Paul also has a podcast called The Green Horizon, and it's another great sci-fi audio drama podcast. It's got these jokes that you don't realize they're jokes until after you hear them, and, and because our podcast has quite a few audio drama listeners, you guys would love this Green Horizon podcast. The role of Connor, or the Foxman, however you want to call it, was done by Lee Delaney. Lee was really fun to work with, and they are actually just getting into the podcast game. And with a voice like that, he'll do great things in the future. So be sure to check out his podcast called Curiosity Cake, where he interviews people with a huge range of topics, and they go really in-depth on topics, and it's all kind of stuff I would never thought about, so it really opens your mind. So after you've listened to all the Plum Forest podcast episodes, be sure to check out their podcast, and you can find all those links on our super-duper, absolutely amazing website. Let's show these guys some love and give them some listens. How about that? Our Twitter and Instagram are still giving off all sorts of cool updates and news, and those can be found at Plum Forest Pod. Our website is still selling masks because everyone needs one, and we now have another postcard design, which is so cool. Thanks, Anna. Our Patreon is still just hanging out there, doing very little with our one patron. Come on, guys. Can't we change that? And just like every other episode, don't forget to like, sub, follow, and all that good stuff on whatever app you're using to listen to this. Be sure to stay up to date and stay in line because next week we have a great episode. Until then, take care and stay safe. You just listened to a Where's Kellen production. Nailed it.